Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. You're listening to Star Wars Sessions with Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is where the fun begins. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy, and welcome to Star Wars Sessions, the show where Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars, is the subject. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hud, and joining me, joining me, once more in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon is the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there, hailing from that lousy, beautiful town, Canto Blight. It's Blyde oh. Versio himself. Canto Blight, Jabba the Hud, you <laughs> yeah. naughty boy. Reined it in a bit from last week. That is that is one we have not used before, but it's just ever so obvious. I love it. How are you, dude? You good? Very good, my man. Yeah, nice long weekend. Had Monday off. Took went, took the nipper out uh, out and about for some ice cream and for a walk, and she wore me out. Um, nice. And nice. the whole time, you know, I'm t- I'm sitting there telling all about the joyous Star Wars session. She can't wait till she's old enough to listen, mate. But um, other than that, how was your weekend? Or how was your how have you been? Uh, mate, it was really good. Had a nice weekend. Spent some time up with the family in the Midlands, which was lovely. Nice. Um, yeah, just lots of different things. Food, going out all together and having good times. It don't get much better than that. So, yeah, great weekend. But I'll tell you one thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm ready for something. It's spicy, it's lovely, and it's forceful. Oh, <laughs> I'm ready to shoot the galactic breeze. Well, before we before we shoot any space gust, um, <laughs> we've got we've got a bit more news to drop before the news itself. Uh, we've news been mentioning that before the news, news before the news, news news. We've been saying that we've been got we've got something decent, something cool, something big to drop. And um, we spent the last week and a half. Well, actually, to be fair, we spent the last few months sorting it out. But as of uh, as of today, as of shortly, the uh, Star Wars Sessions Patreon is dropping. It's going to be up and running and you know what we've got to begin with we've got a special rogue one commentary which is fun it's informative and it's hilarious at the same time and that is going to be available at every tier as uh, all the giveaways and all the bonus content and the higher up the tiers you go the yeah. more you get the but the lowest spicy. tier the spicier it gets the lowest tier is two bucks a month and you get access to all the uh, content we're going to put up there and the and the giveaway. So we're going to be putting up commentaries, Q and A's, interviews, speculation, maybe some road trip audios. Videos, want to go out. Yeah, videos. Like, it's, it's going to be honestly. If you if you love the sessions, which let's be honest, who don't, right? Yeah. You you're going to get so much more of an insight into our lives, into our geekdom, into our Star Warsdom. Seriously, guys, it's a win win for less for less. Than a cup at Starbucks or Costa or whatever, less than a Big Mac meal, right? Mm. You listen to us. I'd like to think a lot of you listen to us every single week. For less than that, you can get so much more spicy, fiery content for those ears. It's a win-win situation. Yep, I'm all over that. So the show, so it's going to be dropping, and then like I said, we're going with Rogue One straight up. If you like what you're hearing, I think you're gonna. Let us know what film you want us to do next, and we'll look into dropping that. But we've got an awful lot of ideas to come. So, yes, we are dropping that, and we've got a heck of a lot more coming your way with the Patreon. But don't worry, the weekly show is still going to be free. It's still going to be there for everybody's ears. But uh, if you want to go and check it out, the website is patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions, all one word with an S at the end. Boom. Now, that's, that's, the, that's the big news of that, the way. 
What's been happening in the rest of the galaxy, Bly Miradi? So this week in news, we've got big news, mate. We've got lots of different spicy things. But first up, we've got Star Wars Resistance Season 2 has been announced. Now, under the Disney era since uh, 2012, we've uh, only had uh, two animated shows come out the pipelines. That is Star Wars Rebels, uh, which came out to, I think, generally a, a decent decent uh, reception. And, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. And Star Wars Resistance, which is the more recent cartoon, I think that premiered in either 2017 or 2018. Remind me of that. Yeah, I think it. I think it was the end of 2017, rolling into 2018. I think. Right, right. I thought. I thought that was the case. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Uh, I mean, that's a bad. That's a bad. That's a bad sign, anyway. Right. Resistance came in with mixed mixed uh, reception. Some people really enjoy it, and I'm, I, I, hey, you know, I know some people are going to love it. I don't know a lot of people that adore this show. Anyway, that kind of uh, goes in line with the other the other half of this bit of news. Although season two of Star Wars Resistance has been announced, it also has been revealed and confirmed by Star Wars itself that this is the final season of the show. Two seasons, Matt. Two seasons. How Not much is feeling? it? How are you feeling on that? Um, well, uh, in terms of the first part of the news, I thought the trailer was ace. It gave me like a Rebels light feeling. Mm-hmm. And it felt like the series was maturing because the first series season was decent. It was okay. It did, like most, it got better as it went along. Um, and I, I, I quite enjoyed the second season. You got to see... Where the um, the new character, sorry, the, old, the existing characters are going. You've got the Colossus, which is the main ship, being pursued by the First Order. It's full of people who didn't want to go to war in the first place. They were just thrown into it. Of course, we see Tam, the uh, Tam Rivora, who I'm not going to spoil, but she's in there. Kaz is back. Kylo Ren appears right at the end and uses the Force to try and potentially blow off one of the First Order agents' head. Um, but uh, so, in terms of the first season, I didn't mind it. I thought it was pretty good. It did get better the further we got into the story when we started to um, look into the First Order a bit more and Starkiller when we closed into the False Awakens timeline. As that for having, was awesome. That was, I liked that. But as for, and I yeah. liked the rest of the season. It was okay. It's happy-go-lucky, but it, it didn't feel overly vital. But as for this being the second season, it, that, the final season, sorry, that, that did surprise me. Pablo Hidalgo is confirmed on Twitter that the season was actually written and completed in 2017, and it was always the plan just to have two seasons. But I don't know. I don't know what the ratings are, but it just didn't seem to take off as much as the other animated shows. And the timeline of this series is basically going to be is the Last Jedi timeline. So maybe they just didn't want to impede on the rise of Skywalker. I don't know. But maybe this, this second season is going to tie everything up. It's going to give us a great ending to this season, series and this little period of canon. And it will be the perfect way to go out. But it... I'm not going to lie to you. I did think it felt a bit abrupt having to say it felt a bit knee jerk. I have two kind of feelings on this. I mm-hmm. think the first one is that, you know, I'm not, I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the series is good. Has some, has some decent moments in it. Like you said, the Starkiller base uh, arc stick. Absolutely love like the lead up to that. Uh, I, th- I think has, you know, a lot of gravity around it. No pun intended. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great, but then then other bits of the series they're just boring. Then they're, they're not great, you know. 
the the most of of what happens on resistance um takes place on one planet and i always think the good thing about the animated shows is that it expands and pushes the lore expands our catalog of planets and settings you know and i didn't feel like resistance did that the irony is you know i look back at resistance and i think it's one of the most gorgeous or i really like the animation style it's it's grown on me uh, yeah it's exactly great. it grew on me yeah and then my, my second thought on this is, you know, like you said, Pablo Hidalgo's confirmed, you know, it was planned all along that it was two seasons. Look, I take that kind of confirmation with a grain of salt. Anything, you know, not throwing shade or, you know, saying anyone's a liar. <laughs> Pablo, but, calling them out. But, I mean, listen, if this was a smash hit, biggest kids tv show going at the moment you're telling me they'd stop it at two seasons yeah you're right There's no, no way the no loves of course they wouldn't of course they wouldn't don't be stupid that's not what that's not what would happen they're, they're to milk that thing they're to keep it running you know give it at least three seasons minimum two i don't know it's a it's it's a little bit su- suspicious it doesn't feel like they've been milking it enough if that makes sense it doesn't seem like there's been much of a push by Star Wars and Lucasfilm, and even the, the sorry, even when it comes out on digital media, it's only coming out on DVD. They're not they're not giving it a Blu-ray release. Mm-hmm. Little things like that. Yeah, I, it's like there's no confidence in it. Yes, that's it. It's like there's no confidence in it. It's weird, but and it could it's be really good. Weird. I think. And the irony is, mate, Clone Wars season one. How good's the Clone Wars season one? It's, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's not. It's okay. <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's, it's a slog to get through the first. Two seasons, maybe three. Maybe not quite a slog, but it's so it can be testing at times. The first season of Rebels is the best animated uh, first season out of that. Right? It's the strongest. But even that has moments where you're like, oh, this is a bit painful, a bit slow. They always pick up by season two. They always they always start to get better. You start to um, get to know the characters a bit more. Exactly. And uh, so on and so forth, right? But now I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I buy the whole. Yeah, it was it was intended for two seasons. I think that's I think that's cheap talk. But that's just me. It could be. I mean, for those of you to those of you who love the show, then of course it is a shame. And again, I reiterate, I think Resistance could have actually been pretty damn good. There's no reason why they couldn't have carried it on after the rise of Skywalker because these characters may or probably won't show up in that film. So. You know, they could have just brought season three out after the rise of Skywalker and not even gone on for too much longer. But it could have just dabbled just to see what the galaxy was like a year after mm-hmm. the events of the rise of Skywalker. It would have just given us a little insight without being. And it's the perfect place to do it. animation. You can really do a lot of things of that. So it is a shame because I love Lucasfilm animation, but it also gives me an idea for a show coming up soon is mm. what could the next animated series be? Because they are Dave Filoni is going to be pulling a series out of his hat. Um, so I, I wonder what they're going for next. Well, that's the thing. I think my just concluding thought on this is I wouldn't be surprised if maybe this is, uh, you know, making way for something else. Yeah, that's exactly you know, may, what I think. Maybe it is actually interrupting in a different canon that's coming out. You know, whether that's mm-hmm. live action, whether that's a video game that's in development, you know. The fact that the head of Lucasfilm's story groups come out and said this, explain this, you know, is is that right? Is Pablo Hidalgo still the head of the story group? Uh, it's him and Leyland Chi, I think. They're pretty right. much up there, up there together, I think. Right. So the, the fact that he's come out and said that, you know, to me, says that maybe something else is in the pipelines. That's the only kind of 
other little thought I have in my head, but I'm still skeptical. I, I still think it's the, all in all, it's probably because it's not done well. That's what I think. That's what I thought. That's what I thought first off as well. So, but you guys out there, if you, if you, what do you think of this news? Are you, do you think it's justified? Do you think they could have gone on for more? Or do you think they're covering up maybe some maybe some bad ratings? Uh, let us know what you think. Um, but now on to some news which is spicy on the foul level. This is hottest curry in the world. You know that you know that trilogy <laughs> that was cancelled? I think it's got a guy called Ryan Johnson or Lion Johnson, whatever you want to call Ruin Johnson, whatever you want to call him. He's been talking about his Star Wars <laughs> trilogy. He's been speaking to the Observer. And he was actually talking about his latest movie, Knives Out, which comes out here. Actually, is premiering at the London Film Festival as like their big offering, which is big news. Um, and he spoke about mm-hmm. his upcoming Star Wars trilogy, the one that hasn't been cancelled. He said, and he said, uh, and I quote, really interesting quote. He said, I think that the fun and challenging part of it is to dive in, figure out what's exciting, and then figure out what it's going to be. And this is the most interesting part to me. He says, we're doing something that steps beyond the legacy characters. What does that look like? To me... The blue scar element of it is what was most striking about it. I know the why I'm coming about it, and what's fun about it for everyone in Lucasfilm is figuring out what is the next step. It really makes you think and figure out what the essence of Star Wars is and what it's going to look like going forward. And I thought that that was so interesting. You know, moving beyond the legacy characters, what's the next step? What's the essence of Star Wars? Does this mean it's going to be set after the Skywalker saga, which is I know something that you were thinking about? But to me, I heard this, mm-hmm. I read this. Firstly, I'm just excited to hear that Ryan Johnson is still openly talking about his trilogy because I can't wait to see what he has when he's not necessarily restricted by the shackles of a of a trilogy which, with an established um, eight film, seven film structure. He's going to have his own trilogy, his own story. He can make up his own rules, his own characters. And if he wants to have bombs falling in space, he can do whatever he wants because it is his trilogy. And I cannot wait. Now, I don't. there's still no confirmation, I don't think, whether he's directing all three. I know he's definitely doing the first one and he's writing this, the uh, treatment for all three films. So it's going to be his trilogy, whether he's going to be directing them, still don't know, but he's definitely doing the first one. But mm-hmm. I cannot wait and I was so pumped by this. Really good article from The Observer. But you hear this because I know you've been looking forward to what Ryan's going to do. What did you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what Ryan does with the blank canvas. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, what from that's pretty much what he said. Yeah. Right. You know. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, we can't really make, you know, a mountain out of this because there's not tons of information. What this just really does kind of solidify that, yeah, no, he's not, he's not like going away from Lucasfilm anytime soon. And I've been, you know, I've been in both mindsets where part of me's felt like, nah, he's not coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Other other times I've felt, you know, maybe maybe he's just working hard right now and we're, we're just not hearing from him and to be fair why should we have heard from him why should we have heard from lucasfilm on this you know there's, way, well, there's, yeah. there's no need i mean we we have no no clue no clue um you know what's what's really going to be an- announced i think it's good news and i think if ryan johnson maybe learns one or two things from the last jedi everyone <laughs> Dude, everyone knows our opinions on that film, right? And we're going to keep talking about that for years to come. The Last Jedi is divisive. It's not it's for me, and I think for yourself as well, has some of the best moments in the whole saga in it. Yeah, It also has some of the cheesiest, some of the most unfunny rubbish you know, in yeah. there. When it's good, it's, it is like incredible good. When, when it's good... I mean, we're talking some of the best, best, 
best creme de la creme moments. Yeah. Really and as well. intelligent writing. And that is what I'm looking forward to. And that is what I'm optimistic for in Ryan's trilogy, Ryan's film, whatever he ends up doing. With a blank slate, I think this man can really make something magical and also learning some lessons. You know, yep. that's and, and if people don't think he's going to be aware of that, he's going to be aware of that. Yeah, you learn every project you do, you learn, don't you? You do your failures and your successes. You cannot comment on Ryan's social networks, right? You cannot comment on his Instagram, right? He is well aware of how divisive The Last Jedi was. And on top of that, The Last Jedi's theme is failure. Mm-hmm. Learning yeah, yeah. from your failure, right? And that's not to say The Last Jedi is a failure. It's not. Cinematically, it's one of the biggest films of all times. Critically, from from not necessarily the whole audience but from critics this is one of the most well-received star wars films ever ever and you know the dude did a lot of things right a lot of things right he just needs to tweak a few bits and bobs to make it maybe a bit more palatable for everyone and i'm telling you this guy can make some magic so i think this is this is good news yeah, it's very good news. I can't wait to see what he does. Like you say so well, with a blank canvas, he can do whatever he wants. It's his story. So even if they get Bob from down the road and Luke Bly to do the third and second and third films, it's of adhering course. to... Luke's going to be doing it. It's adhering to Ryan's structure. And that's what I'm excited about as well. It's not just him doing one film and then he's done. He's doing the entire thing. So let's see if The Last Jedi is what Ryan will grow beyond. Because it mm-hmm. may, he's you know he's he's going to get be- better as a filmmaker. Knives Out is a small budget. He's have, this is a story based film. It's a character driven film. He's going to take that experience into his Star Wars trilogy. Dialogue heavy, character heavy, um, mm-hmm. event situation heavy. So I can't I can't wait. So little bit of news, but it excited me nonetheless. But uh, something that something which has dropped quite recently is got the world on fire. Well. How do we put this? There's a guy in the Star Wars universe, goes by Ben. He says hello there. Hello a there. Lot. He jumps off of uh, objects onto the grounds, faces down half humans, half robots, destroys them. Mate, he's the one, the only, the Obi-Wan. Kenobi. <laughs> the Obi-Wan for us. How, so... Okay, guys, this is this is massive news, and this kind of leads into our main topic today. According to multiple sources, and we're, and we're not talking about any sources, we're talking yeah. Variety magazine, right? Reporters, yeah. we, we, we're talking the big dogs. This ain't just some geezer online leaking stuff, right? Ewan McGregor has signed up to do a Disney Plus original live action Obi-Wan Kenobi series. <laughs> dude I, I i have hello there he this guy ewan mcgregor right he's the right age matt i am so excited i'm so excited the thing is i feel like this hasn't been confirmed by lucasville this is it by yeah. any means but, but d23 is this weekend <laughs> What what do you think? First off, first off, right? What what's the likelihood of an announcement this weekend? What do you think? In my head, you know, also my heart is telling me 
there's a there's a it's high it's a big chance my head is it's tempering it's it, very it's high it's very high my head is tempering it somewhat because d23's this weekend from the time you guys are listening to this show it's a couple of days time the the news dropped um last thursday so pretty much a, uh, nine days before d23 it leaked online fine and then and then nine days later is disney's pinnacle uh, convention it's just very good timing if you ask me um, so yeah. that's not me saying it's definitely going to, but if you kind of think it just happened to go online, I mean, we've been talking Kenobi for years, but the first kind of near confirmed sources and reports have come out nine days before Disney's the Disney's own convention. And if mm. Ewan comes out on the stage, mm. that place is going to erupt. That place is going to go absolutely <sighs> insane. Do you know, and the, another cool point is because um Fantha Tracks, which is a wonderful Star Wars site, shout out to Fantha Tracks. And they're UK based. They are, which is one of you know, probably one of Britain's greatest Star Wars websites. A surprise to be sure, but welcome. And a welcome one. We'll be watching their career with great interest. (laughs) Um their sources told them that the story, the Obi Wan story is going to be spread across eight episodes, which is fine. That's what, eight hours worth of story. With Ewan McGregor directing a number of them the, the episodes himself. Uh, and apparently, because he's he's done some directing before, um, I can't remember what the film was called now. It's called American something he did. It wasn't that good, but um, the directing was fine. But uh, they also said further to that, he will be for performing alongside a familiar mechanical co-star. So there's going to be some sort of robot in there with him somewhere on Tatooine. But that's what Fantatrax have said, and I believe Fantatrax... And I'm excited about this. I'm excited about this so much. And like you say, that leads into the main discussion, which is pretty much what would we want from an Obi-Wan series? And I have just got to say that the story itself, it did drop last Thursday. Uh, Jordan Mason from CineLinks dropped it online, and he's a very reliable source. And way back in February, a friend of the show, Johnny Hurry from the Star Wars Newsnet and the Resistance Broadcast, he actually first ran with the story in February that this mm-hmm. was underway like proper. So shout out to those yeah, guys for really giving that. us some concrete news. Yeah, yeah. It's a testament to those guys. Yeah, they've got their fingers in the right pies. Yeah? So what do we want? Okay, yeah. So we, we, we actually, so regular listener, legend, spicy, spicy one with the force, KT120, KT, <laughs> sent us this question. Um, she said, with the rumour of Obi-Wan series coming to Disney+, Plus becoming more and more real, what would you like this series to cover? What adventures of Obi-Wan would you like to see? Um, I mean, listen, there is so much that we could cover. I feel like, oh my word, it's the first time I'm going to use it. The execution... Drink. Of, thank you, thank you, mate. Um, I think it comes down to the execution, right? Because Obi Wan couldn't have. Yeah, I, I heard that, Matt. That is naughty. Um, it, it comes down to the fact that he's not going to be saving the world mm-hmm. in between episodes three and four. It's going to be a lot more low key. It's going to be a lot more of a character driven story. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a bit, uh, a lot more serious. It's going to be aimed at people like our age range who grew up with the prequels, Good who show. are now a lot more older, who are uh, our tastes have grown up a little bit, right? They've matured. So that's what I think. I'm not, and I'm not saying it's going to be like a mature, you know, TV show or anything like that. 
it's going to be psychological. That's what I think. That's what I'm also hoping for. Mm-hmm. It's you're going to see Obi Wan really struggle through this isolation, through this constant protection of the Skywalkers. You know, not knowing if Luke is actually going to end up being a baddie or mm-hmm. manipulated by someone, used by someone, dragged back to the dark side. He has the issue of Uncle Owen, right? In in A New Hope, we see that Owen is how he is. In Revenge of the Sith, you don't really get a, a, a taste of that, right? It, which you wouldn't. No, yeah. So, you know, how did that happen? How did that saltiness get there? You know, those sort of questions, that's what I want answered. I want to see an Obi-Wan taking down people who uh, threaten the Skywalker family, Mm -hmm. even inadvertently. You know, it could be they just so happen walk into the wrong place at the wrong time. Obi-Wan has to clear it up, but without them knowing, without them realizing, without a young Luke figuring out who he is. Lastly, I want a young Luke Skywalker, and we're talking. Oh. We're we're, t- we're talking a boy, right? A, a, a nine-year-old, a young Luke Skywalker, walking around, whatever, something like that. Walks into an old Ben Kenobi, played by Ewan, looks up, and just runs away. You know, something like that. I that would just for me that would that would I'd lose it. I'd lose it. Um, there's so much potential, mate. What about you? Where do we go from there? You're right. I I agree on the... Hang, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Right, continue. That's where we go from there. <laughs> I want to... I'm looking forward to this one, mate. He's I am looking forward open. to hearing this. Just, hear, on, just hearing yeah. Obi-Wan gets, him, gets the beers out. I agree on the tone. We're going to get an introspective offering... It's going to be quieter. And yeah, it's going to deal with the psyche, I think, of Obi-Wan. Because just think, he's lost Anakin. He's lost the Jedi yeah. Order. He's lost his freedom. He's lost Padme, you know, his friend. Uh, Yoda is in exile. And the Empire's smothered the galaxy in darkness. How is he going to deal with it? We've They've dealt with Obi-Wan in canon here and there. But how is he really mm-hmm. going to deal with it? It depends, obviously, when this is set. If this is set a few years after Sith... Is it going to be closer to Sith? I don't think it's going to be too close to a new hope. Or is it going to be in that kind of solo Rogue One time where it's 10 years before um, a new hope? Mm. Do you know what I want to see as well, though? You mentioned actually on your point, interactions with the Lars. I'd love to see that. And the breakdown in the relationship. Why does Uncle Owen think Kenobi's a bit of an idiot, basically? To, why doesn't he like him? What's happened there? But I want Qui-Gon Jinn to appear in some guise. Because at the end of Revenge of the Sith... Yoda said, uh, "I've got a, I've got more more training for you. I have uh, your old master. Basically, he has learnt to commune from the from the netherworld. He's learnt the truth of trick to immortality. Surely, Obi Wan's got to talk to Qui Gon at some point and learn the trick to becoming a Force ghost. I'd love to hear Liam Neeson's voice in this, communing with Obi Wan and having him try to learn the secrets to immortality. Because in a New Hope, mm. he's he's mastered in a New Hope. You know, strike me down and all that." So I'd love to see Qui-Gon. Do you know what? I'd also like, to, just for the nostalgia fiend inside me, I'd also like to hear, even if it's just audio, like some kind of flashback to the Clone Wars between Ewan and Hayden. Oh, dude. Or just reminiscing about the wars, or have, because um, obviously he's fighting Grievous and they're separatists. Because Obi-Wan, in A New Hope, 
he's you know he's pretty he's near wistful at times when he sits there thinking he was an old friend and the way he sort of you know, I fought with him in the Clone Wars he kind of the way he talks about it reminiscently, but to see how he deals with that because you know it's kind of like PTSD type thing he's come out of the the wars on the losing side and he's pretty much the last of his kind, um, and also he's going to have to find out that. You know, Anakin is alive and is obviously in full Darth Vader, so he knows he's Darth Vader because he's sort he's because of Revenge of the Sith. But as far as he knew, he he died on Mustafar when he chopped off his limbs because he had the high ground. But now, so he's got. This is is, is he going to find? We don't mean to see Vader necessarily, but or is he? He's got to find out that Anakin is still alive somewhat. So that I mean, before we go into our, what we don't want to happen and any kind of characters or adventures you want to see, that's kind of that was that was the kind of what I want to happen, but. When you when you hear like eight episodes, do you think that's enough for like a, a, a limited run season? Um, depends how good it is, obviously. Yeah, but. yeah. listen, I, I think if anything, that's about right. Mm-hmm. Leaning maybe toward a bit too much. Okay, I was always thinking like six personally, but no, I think that's just about right. And and I think again, I maybe just one season. I don't think it needs to be you know, crazy going on for seasons and seasons. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think just the one series as well. No, I, I agree with that. There's a few things that I wouldn't like to see, but is there anything you don't want to see? So like, let's just say this is dropping tomorrow. What right. wouldn't you want from this show? I think as long as it's done well and, and knowing Lucasfilm, you know, <laughs> you know this thing's going to look beautiful. Oh, some of the cinematography, um, man, could be beautiful. It's going to be gorgeous, mate. You know, everything Lucasfilm touches is gorgeous. Let's be honest. But I think uh, my my worry, and and this doesn't really concern me. Like this is, I am ninety nine point nine percent confident confident in this project. But that one percent is that I fear it could be maybe just a bit boring okay, or yeah, yeah. lackluster. You know, that's and and I'll, you know, there's a fine line between you know that first point I made. You know, Obi Wan isn't and cannot be going around the galaxy saving the galaxy, yeah. right? That's not what his job is. So that begs the question: Well, what what is he doing? What is the, you know, what what can he do? What can the audience n- know more about Obi Wan Kenobi? There is there is more to learn about him. I'm sure of it, but. It's a slippery slope, you know, and that's why you hire the right people. Yeah. So if they hire the right people, the right directors, the right writers, you know, that's where I think we we should start voicing our concerns. Other than that, fresh, you know, fresh thoughts, fresh feelings are that it's this is great news and it would take almost effort to mess this up. <laughs> yeah. So. That, that in short, those are my. That's my one fear. Mine's pretty much the same. In in you know big bold letters, too much action because you've you've said it. Kenobi, old Ben's in hiding, so we can't be running about willy nilly with his lightsaber cutting down fools because he's in hiding. Like remember Jedi Fallen Order showing that the Jedi are out there hiding in plain sight. You can't go out, and especially especially Obi Wan Kenobi, him and Yoda are pretty much like the galaxy's most wanted. So he cannot mm-hmm. be giving himself up. And there's the other one I had, which a lot I've seen people say they would like, but and I love expanding the galaxy, seeing new places and planets and cultures and species and whatnot. But my biggest fear is that Obi Wan actually goes off Tatooine, off off world, because Rebels yeah. showed clearly what his priority was, and that was Luke. 
As soon yes. as Maul guessed that Kenobi was guarding someone, Obi-Wan ignited his saber and took care of business. He took Maul down like he was nobody's fool. I can't see any way that Obi-Wan would leave Tatooine, which would thus leave Luke unprotected and um, prone to anything. Because remember, the Tusken Raiders almost took him down in A New Hope. So what would they do to a seven-year-old Luke, 13-year-old Luke? They, they, they would have no problem finishing him off. So I can't see any way in which they would want to take him off world. And I hope it doesn't happen because firstly, he hasn't got a ship or, he, or we'd have to go to Moss Eisley and commandeer a ship somehow. But I just don't see that. Also, I think it would take too, it would take too long. That would take too many episodes to get him to Moss Eisley, get him a ship, get him off world, experience, see another planet. Why is he there for? Wrap that arc up, come back to Tatooine again. I, I don't want that to happen. And yeah, too much action. There's nothing wrong with a bit of action. Maybe some gangsters and some Tusken Raiders, sand people, maybe taking those down or or something. Or maybe they come into his little homestead in the in the dunes. But I don't want too much action, which is saying something because it's a Star Wars um, it's a Star War, but like you said, if they can get the right people on board, <laughs> there's no reason why this can't be magnificent. And actually, having Ewan McGregor, if Fanta Tracks uh, sources are correct, having him direct a number of the episodes fills me with even more confidence because I think he well, he's played the character, he's studied the character, he knows the character, and he knows his psyche. I don't think he's going to say in the in the writers' room. Do you know what I want? He wanted him to go off world quite a lot. I wanted him to go like swashbuckling and be, you know, like Zorro in space. And, and you know, I don't think that's what o- uh, Ewan McGregor would want for the character. Uh, I think he would want something more introspective and a deeper study. So I, that was my my biggest fear was yeah, him going off world and being too much action, man. I think you're spot on, mate. And here's just a thought, right? And you know, just just us talking about this just kind of gets the brain going you know the juices flowing yes. um listen you, you i'm starting to notice a recurring theme here in in the star wars and and lucas film especially when it comes to events and premieres mm-hmm. right um ewan mcgregor he's been to quite a few of these premieres hasn't he uh yes he has 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 uh qui-gon Liam Liam Neeson. I he has. I don't believe he has, but he was at Celebration a few years ago. Well, he was at the. He he did it via via video. He sent a video in. I think for the. That's so right. he's, he's been around, and and Ewan wasn't at that one. I, that's true. Or in any way. Well, yeah. I I think it's telling that he was at the solo premiere, mm-hmm. and he was with Ray Park, who at the time, you know, we we didn't even know. <laughs> we Spoiler didn't even know we'd get a Darth Maul appearance in Solo, which was awesome. But, you know, I just think that's not a coincidence. You know, Palpatine, Ian McDermott appearing at multiple celebrations, going to these premieres, as far as I'm aware. All these people, uh, Hayden Christensen Hayden, yeah. as well, you know, appearing. I think that tells you a lot about episode nine, but also future developments. I am pretty confident this 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 is green light. You know this yeah. is happening. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, sorry, it just that's just a floating little thought no, bubble. Mate. I thought I'd throw into the this is what Star we're here Wars for, sessions man. atmosphere into the sessions. This is what we're here for to shoot that breeze and just get stuff out there. It's that's a, it, mate. I mean, I don't want this to become a full nostalgia fest where every episode is reintroducing the character from the prequels or the Clone Wars just so we can get that warm, fuzzy feeling we get when we think about Star Wars. But do you reckon, yeah. we've mentioned Qui-Gon, and uh, do you reckon anyone's coming back? 
in any kind of um, way, shape, or form. I I think I think you've hit the nail on the head with possibly a Qui Gon um, feature. Um, especially, you know, Yoda mentions him in Revenge of the mm-hmm. Sith. That would kind of make sense. I'd go, man. I'd um, love that, man. Me too, mate. Me too. I also think uh, Bail Organa. We could see Bail Organa. That's a great shout. Yeah. Other than that, I'm thinking new characters. The the mechanical droid thing you mentioned earlier and that what's in the article, that's really kind of got me thinking and, and wondering. I'm really not sure who that could be. I feel daft for not knowing. The only, the only droid yeah, right? Am I, I being know stupid that... Actually, no, I don't know, because R2 and 3PO are with Bail Organa, so unless 3PO is somehow with Kenobi, which would be forced, excuse the pun, it's my turn, I, I'm trying to think who he, who is, unless it's like R5-D4 or something like that, but yeah, I don't let know. Let us know, guys. Let us, let us know. Let us know if we're being <laughs> dense, because I generally can't think. I, I, I'm, I'm also... I, I'm not entirely sure if... I know some people have mentioned this already, like an hour after the news came out. Mm. Um, and there seems to be a lot of division on this, understandably, about a uh, Darth Vader Anakin feature. I'm really not sure on that. The only time I'd like to see Anakin or Vader, well, Vader at this time, mm-hmm. uh, appear was maybe through flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, uh, like, and like you like, said, yeah. the PTSD thing. There's this wonderful video on YouTube uh, called, like, Obi-Wan has PTSD. I've um, seen that. It's, yeah. It's so good. If you've not seen it, YouTube it. Look it up. It's phenomenal. It really is. And it's, um, it's the scene in A New Hope when Obi-Wan's talking about Luke uh, and uh, his his um, father and about the Jedi and whatnot. It's in the homestead, isn't it? Uh, Obi-Wan's little yeah, hit home here. Yeah, yeah. And he, and he has all these like flashbacks while he's talking of, of mostly Anakin. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, so, yeah, that's the sort of stuff I, I'd like to see, potentially. Yeah, I, I love that video you mentioned on YouTube and that little scene. You can also hear a little clip of the one of the main themes of Rogue One in that. At least egg there as well, but I, I love that video. I I want to see Qui Gon, or I'd like to. Bail Organa is a great show. I hadn't actually thought about Bail Organa, but I mean, how they could do it. I mean, he's obviously still got. Well, he hasn't got any line of communication, but there's no reason why they couldn't. This is where they could shake it up a bit. You could have the series be eighty percent Obi Wan, but also the other twenty percent. What's to say five ten minutes an episode? What's going mm-hmm. on in the greater galaxy? What's the what's um, the Empire doing? What's people like Bail Organa doing? Because we know he's kind of towing the line whilst also, you know, um, biting the hand that feeds at the same time. So why not have Jimmy Smith come back and show him starting the rebellion? Mon Mothma as well. Yeah, Mon Mothma. And also Elephant elephant in the Room, Leia. Le- yeah, young Leia. People want Millie Bobby Brown. Young Leia. I'm not entirely yeah. sure of her acting credentials outside of Stranger Things because she wasn't very good in Godzilla. But, I mean, I mean there's, there's other things you could... People are saying, I mean, I wouldn't like this, but people are saying, why can't they have Old and Aeronite walk into the cantina? Young Han Solo. Cassian. Could we see Cassian? I don't want to see them working... I don't want to see any way where Obi-Wan and Cassian work together without knowing who they are, if that makes sense. Obi-Wan, Cassian would think he's an old hermit. don't want to see anything like that because that would just be odd. But, I mean, there's potential for characters to come, but I'd rather see the organic ones like Bale Organa, um, which would make sense in the greater scheme of things. He knows that he's the only one, other than Yoda, who knows that mm. um, Obi-Wan is alive. He's the only one who knows yeah. that, and he's the only one who actually knows where he is as well, because um, the rest of the galaxy thinks he's, he's dead and gone. So why wouldn't they show Bale? You know, I, I think the Lars might show up as well, because... Um, 
Would would Joel Edgerton and Bonnie P.S. return as Owen and Baru? Joel Edgerton, who is now a very, very fine actor and director in his own right, I would like to see him direct a couple of episodes of this. He's mm-hmm. also expressed interest. He's always expressed interest. He said he'd love to have another crack at playing Owen. Um, there's articles out there. Let's get him on the show. I'd, come on, Joel. Come and tell us about Obi-Wan, the Canary series. But <laughs> he's, been, he's been saying, you know, even in recent times, he wants, he'd happily come back as... Um, Owen and, mm. and Bonnie P.S. She's done TV. She played um, the young Baru. She's done TV work in, in Australia and some short films. So she's not swamped with work. But uh, she was actually at the Force Awakens premiere a few years back. So she's still part of the Lucasfilm family. So you're kidding me. No, she, she was at the. And because she, she's only in Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith for, what, four so they're minutes? Keeping, I, I just feel Lucasfilm are keeping these people sweet. Yeah. And I and I mean right. that with all due respect when I say she's not swamped with work because obviously I've, some of the short films she's done I have seen and she's fine in them. But uh, I think if you give her the chance sure. to uh, and and Joel Edgerton give them a chance to be fairly decent players in a Star Wars TV show, especially one with Kenobi and Ewan McGregor star power, I think they're going to buy. I mean, it'd hand make off. a lot of sense, right? It'd make a lot of sense. And I kind of think you need to have them as well, or at least Owen. The one thing that's uh, one thing that's always like bothered me though. With this bit of this bit of the story, mm-hmm. Uncle um, Owen, right? Not Burrow. I love how we call him Uncle um, Owen. <laughs> right, but like, wouldn't you have thought they would just say, "Oh yeah, this is your dad"? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you think that? Like, if if you were Obi Wan, wouldn't you be like, "Here's a baby. It's like a day old. <laughs> <laughs> Look after it, and please just say like, because right, Lars uh, knows. He he knows about. Oh, no, not Lars. Owen knows about um, Vader. Yep. He knows about Anakin. How does he know all of that? Obviously, Anakin was the, the brother and whatnot, but Obi-Wan must have sat down and told Maybe him. Maybe that's what By the way, caused the division. Your brother, the brother who came over, you know, like a couple of years ago, came over, sorted a load of sand people. Um, yeah, he's gone full crazy now. He's gone full he's force. He's kind of the most... He's the most evil dude in the galaxy. Um, <laughs> sorry. You know, people want to, like, poke holes in the sequel trilogy and stuff. Honestly, they ugh, that that bugs me. But anyway, you, you it, it, it doesn't bug me enough to get so upset about it. But it's always it's always puzzled me. It's why, why wouldn't you just try and cover it up? I don't know. I also like how they kept his name as Skywalker. Skywalker and I know people have said right. that might be like calling someone Smith or having their surname as Jones. Or something like that, but it is fairly. I mean, it is a fairly uh, notable surname considering that the hero of the Clone Wars twenty years earlier was called Anakin Skywalker, and there's a kid running around called. And I know Tatooine's not exactly populated with a lot of people, but you know, word word spreads. Yeah, it, yeah. It's it's just, what what cracks me up, mate, is when you get these like hour long videos on YouTube of people like poking holes in like the these like Disney era films, and yet. Like they completely, they completely overlook these plot holes in the prequel trilogy and also the original yeah, so trilogy. There's a lot of them. That's what, and and you know, there's plot holes in so many of the. There's plot holes in every films, film, man. Every. Well, film. no, no. So the thing is, every a lot film. of them aren't even plot holes. They are just things that are twisted. I mean, in Return of the Jedi, mm. do we do we find do we ever do we ever see the rebels? You know, snick the shuttle Tiderium before they fly into Endor. Do we ever see them take that shuttle? Or is it just established that at some point they went out and stole that shuttle? 
Yeah, no, good because, point. And Again. my point is, in if that happened in, let's say, in the Rise of Skywalker, Poe Dameron, or yeah. dare I say, Ray, just turns up in a random ship, and and you know, we're just led to believe actually stole oh, it. Oh, dude, you know, people, people would, would go, go mental wild. At that. But in that, but the thing is, in in Jedi, we don't, and in any film, we don't need to see them steal the ship. It's just, it's an unnecessary part of the story. The, the fact of the matter is, they stole the ship because they needed to get from A to B, and the best way to do it is for them to steal the ship. We don't need to see them do it, and that's why that's not a plot hole. But you know, in today's world, people would be up in arms about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's just one. Spot that's on, just the top of my head, Spot man. So, sorry, I know we're digressing. I, you know what I'm like. I, I my mind is everywhere tonight, evidently. So I do apologise. But... No worries, mate. It's, <laughs> there we it's go. What, it's what Kenobi it's... does to us. <laughs> Hello it's there. What Kenobi does to us. Hello there. I think. Um, you're on the right track, though, mate. I think there's there's definitely lots that can be, um, d- you know, discovered with this period of time with Kenobi. It's going to be very personal, very very close, um, and very I'm I'm hoping localized mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. to to tattoo to Tatooine. Um, and I I think I said this a while ago. I always wanted Christopher Nolan to be involved. You have done yeah. in this um in this in this project, but yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. But yeah, that's just one of my personal thoughts. I would love that. He's busy making a film called Tenet at the minute, which looks pretty good. But I mean, Ryan Johnson, he directed some of the best episodes of Breaking Bad, I'm told. I've never seen Breaking Bad, but a lot of people say they're the best ones that he directed. Why don't I get Ryan on board to direct one? Why not? I mean, they could they could go mm. to full Mandalorian and have different people direct mm. it. To be honest, I'd rather see if Ewan's only going to do a handful I'd rather have just one person then do the re- remainder of them so there's kind of so they haven't got different tones bouncing around in each episode in The Mandalorian I think that could work because that's a whole new canvas with Kenobi mm-hmm. we have that connection to the character so I think I'd like to see a fairly structured story throughout with a consistent tone and if that means Ob- um, I keep yes. calling him Obi-Wan if that means Ewan working with a different director fine and because I'd like to see Ewan McGregor direct and have his own say on what is can now be considered just as much his character than Sir Alec Guinness? They're, you know, both of them have been, are iconic in the role, almost, in terms of Star Wars at least. Anyway, so I, I can't wait to see what Ewan does. And also, isn't Ewan McGregor just the coolest dude? He's one of the coolest cats out there. Oh, he's great. He's great, and he's so positive about his character. He loves Obi Wan, and let's be honest as well. He he, we love the prequels for for all their worth, but. Obi-Wan was without a doubt one of the best and strongest things about the prequel trilogy, right? Well, I, I agree with that, yeah. I think I think a lot of people would agree that. We've all got our memories, fond memories of the prequels, or most of us at least. But yeah, I think Ewan McGregor comes out on the top of most people's polls, along with Ian McDermott. I mean, I that that's what I want and what I don't want. I mean, yes, yeah, some running and maybe maybe in terms of adventures, a couple of run-ins with some Tuscan Raiders. They're not going to go blabbing, are they? Because you can do a good Tuscan Raider impression. <laughs> that's what they're going to say, and people are like, "What about?" He's he's also going to learn how to do that noise thing that he did in <laughs> A New Hope, where it's like <laughs> <laughs> weird noise. He just, <laughs> he just starts waving his hands like a drunk, waving his arms around. He's going to learn that. He just trick. come out of the cantina. <laughs> What's he on about? He's, he's got to learn that party trick. He's been on yeah. the death sticks or oh something. But yeah, yeah, death sticks. Yeah, he's he's just he's probably just like uh, getting on the boozer. Yeah, getting on the old move. Falling milk. off the wagon for the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Some 
some Stella Moof Milk. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Whacking back. He's shooting that Moof Milk back. Oh, man. Um, yeah. Well, before we jump into the band, Tina, uh, there's one, another established legend in the Star Wars continuity wants to wants to drop a little hello to you guys. Hey, what's up? It's Taylor Gray, a.k.a. Ezra Bridger, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. I hope you enjoy the show. Maybe we could see... There's another thing. Where's, where's Ezra Bridger? He's not going to be in the Kenobi series, mm-hmm. but we're going to find out. Dude, I mean... Just a thought, you know, with with the rebel scene, obviously we we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. I, in my opinion, best scene in Rebels, Obi Wan, Darth Maul showdown. Mm-hmm. Um, I could really see them recreating that live action. Controversial, I know. I don't know if they'd do it, you know, scene for scene, move move for move. But I and I would be down for that. I'd be down to see a live action. Um, version of that i don't know if the if the time lap the time period would kind of line up but i just want to put that out there to be a big old time job but again it depends when it's set all they've got to do is say ewan can you dye your great beard gray and Mm -hmm. with a few flecks of brown we can say it's three years before alec guinness him up a little bit you know a bit of makeup bit of maybe cg you know it's possible in the terms of alec not the drink (laughs) guinness him up a bit yeah just nothing why they can't do that but i mean i Imagine that. Imagine seeing that live action. That would be, that would be something else. And that they brought more back in solo out of nowhere. And he's and Ray mm-hmm. Park is mm-hmm. doing all the mocap for Maul in the upcoming Clone Wars. So all the fights are going to be Ray Park mocap. Ray Park's still part of the family. And that's a good thing because he's a good old British lad, and uh, I love seeing what Ray Park's getting up to on Instagram. And I'd love to. Yeah, I love yeah, the idea yeah. of seeing or even hearing about Maul's name in this Kenobi he series. Loves it. So. What about what about you guys? Should we should we open those big old heavy doors into the Bantina? Let's do it. I'm gonna order a cheeky pint of uh, oh green milk. You're gonna go for a cheeky. <laughs> what about you, mate? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna mix it up. I'm gonna go for blue and green milk, bartender. But look, it's busy in here. Look at those freaks over there. Is that country club? Oh, maybe not. But anyway, guys, let us sit down in oh, the corner. <laughs> we'll tell you in a minute, Kanji Club. So let's pull up a pew. What have we got? What's happening in the Bantina? What have the greatest listeners in the galaxy been bestowing upon us this week? Well, the greatest listeners in the galaxy have been real busy. On Twitter and Instagram, we dropped a poll and asked, will Obi-Wan say hello there at any point during a Kenobi show? Over 100 people voted on Twitter, and the result was a landslide. 91% yes, leaving just a 9% no. Likewise, on Instagram, the result was 95% yes and 5% no. they got to do it. Even if he just, all he's got to do is walk into a canteen and just say, hello there. And that'll be, it doesn't have to be a big spectacle, just hello there. Three generations, three, three eras of Kenobi saying that. I mean, it makes sense, right? Like, it could be anything. Like, someone just goes, oh, hello, who are you? <laughs> hello there, I'm... You know, it could be really... He could do it in a really subtle way. That'd just be so or good. Or if a Tuscan, so if a Tuscan raider tried to attack his homestead and he just walked out and just said, hello there, and just pushed him with the force, knocking him out, even better. But um, yeah. any hello the there is good Luke. hello there. Hello there. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Luke's scared and runs off, and he's like, oh, maybe now's not the time. It's all creeps that said hello. Too there. young. <laughs> Too young. Yeah, just hello there's everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> yeah. everywhere. He just says to everyone, it just goes mental. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> right, so up first, we got a few comments about the old Obi Wan legend himself, didn't we, Matt? We did indeed, my man. What did we get? What did we get? What did we get? Right, up first, we got Donny Jeep, who said, I want conversation between Force Ghost Qui Gon and Obi Wan. Yes. I want flashbacks of Obi Wan youth, and first of all, when he meets Satine. Oh, first Clone Wars mention of the night. That's a good shout, and. Well, in the Bantina, anyway. In the Bantina. Blank canvas. Why, why Why wouldn't they do that? Joe Caster, who said... Here we go. We've got a little link here. At the end of The Phantom Menace, Yoda said Qui-Gon would teach Obi-Wan the path to immortality. So maybe that. Some Liam Neeson. And day one, a legend, big friend of the show, Kelly Hoston. She said, gimme, gimme, gimme that Qui-Gon. So we're going to gimme, gimme Lots. that Qui-Gon. Lots of Qui-Gon love at the moment. I'm not surprised. Uh, our legends from Down Under, Fly on the Wall podcast, said, I'd like to see why he and how he became a petty one. <laughs> yes. Um, shout out to Fly on the Wall podcast. Thank you for your continued support of the show. JK, Jamie, JKA, Jamie, also known as Lightspeed Reader, legend, said, I hope we see Obi-Wan communicating with Qui-Gon and learning how to become one with the Force. Surely this dude didn't sit around a tattoo with 19 years without an off-planet adventure or two going against what I said. Controversial, Jamie. Maybe, maybe, maybe. The spice is getting heated. Um, up next, the Scarif Scuttlebutt podcast and Scum Imperial said, give me one season. Series finale, last shot. More walks towards a campfire where Obi-Wan sits waiting. Title screen. Leads into heartbreaking final fight from Rebels. Boom. Everyone dies from excitement. Oh, that sounds good. So you're on the safe wavelength, guys. Snicked 87. Uh, I'm thinking the encounter's a crazy Mace Windu, battles with Jabba's minion as a crazy wizard, and a duel with Vader. There's nothing to say they haven't met since Revenge of the Sith. He would need confirmation oh. that Vader is Anakin. And I've heard a lot of people saying that they could potentially fight. Or not fight, but, but you know, cross paths, because he doesn't know. That's Anakin. Well, I need to find out somehow. I wouldn't be up for him seeing Vader. Maybe sensing okay. Vader, but I don't think I want to see him see Vader. But it's a good shout, Snicked. Mm. It is a good shout. Snicked, you absolute Welsh legend. We love it. We got local boy, uh, Captain Peanut. Local I don't boy, care. Huh? I just want Ewan. Make of that what you will. Yeah, we all just want Ewan. Ewan is life. Well, you want a bit of Ewan. The Force Losers podcast. How he handles the fact that if he intervenes to bring some semblance of justice to the lawlessness of Tatooine, as a Jedi he would be tempted to do, that he's risking drawing attention to himself and therefore Luke. That's quite a situation for a Jedi to be in. He's kind of a catch-22. You can't win either way. That's a, that, that's a fantastic comment, to be fair. Um, I, I really like that one, and I could see that happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, see that being one of the themes of the show. Up next, got Norhal Kula said... Uh, I'd also like flashbacks from what happened in Mandalore when Satine died and bits from the Journal of Ben Kenobi, which of course gets mentioned uh, in the uh, comic book series, which, yeah, totally agree. Yeah, no, at the moment I can't draw from that, it was a decent little arc. Um, Sacred Something by Kara. If he showed up in the cantina, my brain would explode, probably. <laughs> I mean, he's, he must have been there t- for a drink before, right? He knows right? where he is. Yeah, there we go. Um, up next, we've got Cassandra Corvid, who added the fraught relationship with Owen. Yes. Yes, I think that's a must-have. Procrastinator. Obi-Wan deals with the day-to-day struggles of his crippling death stick addiction. The overarching story <laughs> plays out in a similar manner to train spotting. <laughs> I mean, it's a given. 
it's a given. And he just reverts back to his Scottish accent <laughs> yeah, for a little yeah. bit. Renton comes back. Right. <laughs> so feature film podcast said, I'd love to see kind of an origin for Boba Fett, Ooh. where he hunts down Kenobi after what happened on Camino. Getting to flesh out Boba and Obi-Wan would be awesome, I think. Wow, that's a great thought. I never would have thought of that. That's a left field shout. And again, why not? Why not? There's a chance to get Boba in there. People want Boba. Why not? Um, people want Bubba. People want Fett. Uh, Lewis Sop. I'd like to see him trying to avoid getting involved with local gangs or the Empire on Tatooine whilst trying to protect young Luke. I think it's just cool he's coming back. Again, still not 100% confirmed, but we're holding on to that false hope. Yeah, we all think it's cool, Lewis. We all think it's cool. Uh, David, a.k.a. the UK Bat, said, <laughs> I only want stuff that is in the future. Why would anyone want stuff that has already happened? I'm not... I don't quite understand what you mean because it all happened a long time ago. In a galaxy so. far, far. I think he's saying, let's give us new stuff which doesn't focus on the legacy characters, which is pretty much what Ryan Johnson has uh, promised us, so... Hopefully you enjoy that, um, the UK bat. All the way from Italy, and what a voice this guy has, Andy Monza. He said, unless they want to rejuvenate old Ewan, who in the last couple of years has collected some fascinating face wrinkles, we're going to get a story about a middle-aged OB, which is very interesting, since he's apparently been hiding on Tatooine for the whole time between Sith and A New Hope. But this opens up some very interesting possibilities. What's he been up to? Has he had contact with Owen and Beru? Obviously judging by the face they make when Luke mentions old Ben to them in episode four. Has he been in contact with the Organas, like Luke said, with Yoda? I don't expect much lightsaber swinging, if this will be the time frame they choose. Maybe some sand people slaying, though. But there are a lot of gaps to be filled. And, of course, I am super excited. And you, me, and Blilo together. Absolutely. Classic Italian Andy. Absolute legend. Thanks for the message, mate. Agree with pretty much all of that, dude. Um, Up next, I've got Big Sal, who said, I just want to see... It's in space, Western, Western. Logan meets Star Wars. And perhaps we can see Cad Bane or Asajj Ventress or Embo appear in live action form in the series. These guys are coming out with some great ideas. I like this. Just goes to show, just goes to show, you know, people in Lucasfilm getting paid for this. You know, they're going to come up with something spicy, I'm sure of it. And Logan was a fantastic film if they can draw from that inspiration like the old western of the old grizzled old fighter i'm all i'm all for that cad bane give me all the cad bane in the world uh, mr sinister i may be in the minority but i'd love to see flashbacks with him and anakin uh, hayden of course and maybe qui-gon too i tell you now mr sinister we are all up for that A cheeky bit of qui-gon is always welcome yeah. film joe 12 says each season covering a different era of his life this is well interesting, guys. Honestly, this this comment is awesome. So up next, he says, season one, pre The Phantom Menace, you can have Liam Neeson come back as Qui-Gon for Master and Apprentice Adventures, plus The Mandalorian Civil War. Season two, training Anakin in the lead-up to Attack of the Clones. We could see the nest of uh, Gundarks that they chuckle about and more Jedi training. Season three would be the Clone Wars and we'd see Ahsoka in live action. And season four is adventures on Tatooine and protecting Luke, dealing with bounty hunters and smugglers in Mos Eisley. 
Owen Lars trying to mend the bridge, but quickly starting to blame him for Anakin. And we could see his turmoil for everything that's happened, etc. I think that is actually such a good idea. And I know earlier I said I'm kind of like down for a one season arc. <laughs> I, I think that's what they're going to go for. But that concept is genius. I love it. I agree, Joe. You're a top man. I think that would be magnificent. Because, again, if you think four seasons, you think, oh, man. Each season doesn't. It can only be five episodes if needs be. Five episodes, short season, 20 episodes overall. Whether they could get you into um, sign up for that chunk and amount of time, because he's he, now he's in bigger film stars than he was in the prequels and he's directing he's writing he's producing so whether they could do it because he's on film star wages let's not forget that but I think this is a magnificent idea again why they'd have to to de-age Anakin and Obi-Wan because um, I mean to be fair they don't look that much older and Hayden doesn't look like he's aged at all quite got Liam Neeson hasn't aged all that much you've only got to put a wig on him I think that would be a. don't think they're going to do it sadly but I think that would be a marvellous idea if they did that just imagine yeah, that would be so cool. All comes down to <gasps> execution. execution. Drink, drink. Um, and we also got a voicemail from a familiar voice, uh, Hud Solo, a.k.a. Sean Hudson. I know this guy quite well. So um, roll it again. What did you have to say? Hi, guys. It's Sean here. Great show, as always. Um, so, yeah, Kenobi. Really, really exciting. Um, for me, it's it's two things, really. It's got to be Ewan, um, anyone else, and it would feel like we're cheating on Obi-Wan, which is which is not a place that you want to be. Um, so Ewan, all the way, please. Um, and story-wise, for me, I know I've said this on the socials quite a bit, but the book Kenobi was awesome. A really, really good backstory of what he did with his time on Tatooine, um, how he continued his training, loads of stuff about the sound people and some story there. Um, really good interactions and relationships with the local people. Great storyline. Um, and of course, crate dragons. So a live action crate dragon would be epic. So, uh, Ewan and based on the book for me. Um, cheers guys. Hopefully we'll have a confirmation this is all going to be happening by the time this goes out. Uh, love your work. Keep it going and execution. Thank you, dearest brother of mine. Um, yeah, it can only be Ewan. You cannot cheat on Obi Wan. There was, there were people, there were rumblings a little while ago. This is this is a while ago, a year or two ago. That you know, maybe the reason why Disney, uh, Lucasfilm, sorry, haven't approached Ewan McGregor is because they want somebody else. Why they do that would be insanity because he is Obi Wan to so many people. Plus, he's come out and said, "I'd love to do it again. Please give me the role again." And um, yeah. Yeah, the Legends book Kenobi. I, I've only read a handful of Legends books because I'm not massively into it. I like the good ones, but I don't like the rest of it. The Kenobi book was fantastic, I agree. If they can get some of that kind of depth into it, continuing his training and where the sound people have a lot to do as well, uh, and how he, Obi-Wan deals with the locals, uh, I'd love that. And of course, uh, Big Bro mentions the Crate Dragon. He's got to learn the noise from somewhere. And the Crate Dragons are, are out there because it's a Tusken Raider rite of passage to become like a adult or whatever, a man or whatever. You have to kill a Crate Dragon. So there's some out there. So maybe Obi-Wan takes one down. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a really good point. It, there's, there's, I love the diversity of thoughts and ideas from our listeners, honestly. And it just re-emphasizes the fact that there, there is so much potential for this show. 
there is so much potential for this show, okay. especially when you have a group of different brains in in one room talking about it, developing it. Yeah, I agree. I I'd love to see that. Just a take on John Jackson Miller's book, that just adapt certain parts of it. So, mm-hmm. very good shout. Keep them coming. Yeah, absolutely. We love hearing from our listeners. Uh, in fact. We have a question from one of our favourite listeners, KT120, who says basically following last week's show, she gives us a cheeky little question. She said, so we recently learned that every major theme from across all eight saga films will be featured in The Rise of Skywalker. Which ones are you looking forward to hearing the most? Mine has got to be Jewel of Fates if it's featured. You guys have been killing it recently. So awesome stuff, guys. Heart, face, so good thank you so much katie means the world to us all of that is awesome for me i gotta agree with you it's it's jewel of fates i love jewel of fates my only thought is that that song goes alongside obi-wan qui-gon darth maul you know and this is the skywalker saga so as much as it's 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 one of my favorite songs in the whole saga um as you guys know from the most recent episode um however i'm not too sure if we'll get i i i think there's more chance of like a, a different themes that's all i'm saying maybe maybe battle of the heroes or something Ooh, that would be quite hard i think that's got a bit of jewel yeah. face in it but i think it kind of stems from don williams saying that we're going to hear the phantom theme and the only thing I could think of that he would misconstrue as the Phantom would be Jewel of the Fates. So that's it. Maybe they could, but he also said that you have to listen to find out they're not going to play the entire theme. So there's no. So maybe within the battle, they you could just hear do 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 do, and then it cuts off to something else just to give you those those feels, man. Um, what would I like to hear? Which would be awesome. Yeah, that would be the bomb because I I'm going to say it again. John Williams is going to drop something massive in this in this last. Um, episode. Uh, obviously, Across the Stars, how they could fit that in, I don't know, but it like, comes a love theme. I don't know how they'd ever do it. But um, to be honest, I'm I'm a purist. How what they how they uh, use Leia's theme in the Rise of Skywalker trailer was magnificent. Also, yes. uh, just little things like that, and hearing Yoda's theme in The Last Jedi, so how they bring back old scores, give them a little bit of, give them a pinch of uh, life, and just change them up a little bit. I love that. That's what that so it's, uh, yeah, Jewel of the Fates. I'd absolutely love to hear Jewel of the Fates. We heard yes. things like Asteroid Field in Solo, so they're not afraid to go back and do it. But there's none that actually really jump out. I'm because I can't think that they're going to go too deep. I think it's going to be Yoda, Leia. It's going to be the Imperial March. We're going to hear that at some point. We're probably it's all going to be hidden as well. It's all yeah. going to be it's going to be in your face. Oh, here's Jewel of Fates. Yeah, it, no, it's going to be, be in the It's background. going to be woven. It's going to be woven in, into the into the episode nine's. Uh, yeah. Themes. What I am looking forward to is the new themes. Whatever he comes up with that are new as well. So I want yes. to hear the old stuff, but I can't wait to hear the new stuff. So I- any of the major legacy ones I'm up for hearing. But no, thank you for that, KT, as usual. And again, no, we, we kill it because you guys allow us to by listening, by contributing. So thank you so much for that, guys. And there's somebody else who contributes. And I know you guys love hearing his, his silky smooth midnight radio tones. It can only be Curtis Smith with a another poem for you this week. The Jawa's plan to repossess the entire planet of Tatooine, stage one. Honest Joe's droid emporium. 
Step right up, you world-stealing homesteader. Shopping for a droid? You'll find none better. Have I credit for you? Well, you know that I do. Nothing Jawas love more than a debtor. Find me on Twitter at Star Wars Poet, on Instagram and Facebook at Star Wars Poetry. Always Star Wars, always poetry, always original work, posting daily. Thank you, Curtis. He's the one man who can lead a horse to water and make it drink. Such is his powers. So thank you very much. Honest Joe's Droid Emporium. Little tease there. He called it part one. So we're looking forward to part two. Oh, mate. Always, Curtis. Always, always, always a spicy legend. Too right. And I've, there's a little friend who also who, who wants to wish, wish Curtis a little greeting. Always, Curtis. Always a legend. There she is again. The star of the show is my young nipper giving Curtis what he wanted to hear there. Uh, before we go on to the game... We've got another little promo to drop, so uh, have a little listen to this. Hey, this is Vanessa Marshall, the voice of Harrison Dula from Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Harrison Dula on our show. Again, Vanessa Marshall, thank you so much. Um, but now, uh, it's that uh, end of the show, which you all know and love. It's Canon Cat. Oh, no, it's, it's the game. It's it's our fun game, which we come <laughs> up with every week. Luke pulled one out last week, which which was magnificent. I'm hosting it this week. We're alternating it. So, Luke, are you ready yes. to answer these? Dude, I'm ready. Let's play the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire music and crack on with it. Cue the music. Right. Here we go. If you had a dog... Who would you rather look after it for the day? Chewbacca or Zeb? <laughs> Chewbacca, mate. Chewbacca. I mean, why not? I mean, it would be hectic, but I'm up for it. Fair enough. Chewie did eat the pork, so, and Zeb would probably beat it up. So, um, either way. Uh, <laughs> bit more simple, but a bit more, bit more down to earth. Who wins in a lightsaber duel? Vader or the Emperor? Oh, dude, Rogue One. Have you seen that film? I'm going to go for my boy Vader. Good shout. It's got to be Vader. The guy's roided up. He's ready. He's a beast in that film. In those Bacta tanks, I'm telling you, it's not only just looking after his skin. He's, they're pumping him with like steroids and stuff. Red I'm Bull. telling you. <laughs> yeah. um, who would you want by your side in a battle? Rio Durant or Bistan the Space Monkey? <sighs> Oh, it's got to be Bistam with one of those bad boy like blaster turrets that he has <laughs> yeah. to shoot, shooting down ATACT walkers. Yes, yeah, sure. yeah. And they both got taken out like punks. Uh, from Attack of the Clones, what beast would you rather take a ride on? A Nexu, which was the angry cat looking thing, or an Ackley, which was the big locust thing? Oh. I'm going to go for the big locust thing. Probably less likely yeah. to eat you. That. That cat thing is lethal. The way you, like, scratch Padme at the back, honestly. How dare you. Not cool. Not not cool. cool. Who would you rather go out on an all-night session with? Mace Windu or Key Addy Mundy? I mean, I mean, that's a hard one. Windu or Mundy? Windu... I mean, Windu's always up for the bants, <laughs> and I feel like I feel like he'd be a bit less serious with a couple pints of uh, London Pride down him. But I don't know, my boy Addy. 
Oh, big Ed. I think, I think I'm going to go for Big Ed. He's going for Big Ed. I win, win don't more like. I, it's key. I reckon he can. I reckon he can drink loads because it, it'll take like longer for it his brain wouldn't go to, to his just, head. Like, would it? <laughs> yeah, that's it, right? I mean, there's more for his head to, for it to go to. So, <laughs> exactly. Good shout. Um, what planet sand would you rather get everywhere? Tatooine or Jakku? Oh, dude, Tatooine. Yep. Bottle it up, souvenir, eBay. Bosh. Boom. Nobody's going back to Jakku. What would you pilot if you if you had the chance to? A TIE fighter or an X-Wing? Oh, X-Wing. Gotta be My the... gut's telling me the wing. Gotta it's got to be the wangs. Uh, if X-Wangs. You, if you're in a duel, whose lightsaber are you going to fight with? Anakin Skywalker or Darth Maul's? Oh, the Skywalker... Skywalker saber every day. I, I just know if I was with Maul's one, I'd like accidentally chop like my leg off or someone's face off. You know, <laughs> you'd be sorry. <laughs> sorry, Ray. My bad, guys. <laughs> my bad. We got a couple more now. Who would you rather go to the zoo with, Grand Moff Tarkin or Uncle Owen Lars? Oh, Tarkin. Yeah. The bands would just be. It'd be great. It'd be awkward bands. It'd be like the British Office TV show. <laughs> yeah. Be just like lots of awkward moments love it it's a david print of the galaxy um if you were going to send a nice card to your wife would it say you are so beautiful it's only because i'm so in love or love won't save you arily only my new powers can do that only my new powers can do that arily <laughs> yeah every day too right and obviously listening arily only his new powers can do that um <laughs> you, would you rather hang out in the cantina in moss isley or maz's castle on takadana Oh, oh! I think just for the nostalgia and the feel, it's going to be the cantina on Moss. You can hear that with the band as well. What have we got now? Uh, who, who are you going to go clothes shopping with? Lando or Director Krennic? Oh, Lando, mate. That guy's got swag for days. Straight up easy. You've got a closet for capes. Um, three more. You're late for an important meeting. Who's driving you there in double quick time? Han Solo or Poe Dameron? Oh, I'm gonna go for Poe. You know, I think I think, I think he's just. I think oh, uh, ah. I mean, in the Force Awakens, he just he just chops down falls on Takadana. Do you know what? I'm gonna go for Han because he's probably flying the Falcon, and that's probably a bit more comfortable. Yeah, I suppose he has to sit on Poe's lap. I'm gonna go for the Falcon. I'm gonna go for the Falk. Right, Han is taking you to work. Two more. What would you rather drink? A Lothal liver lover. Or Jakku Jive Juice? Ooh, Jakku Jive Juice. They were a mouthful to get those out, I tell you right now. Yeah, I know, easy for you to say. <laughs> yeah. And finally, what planet would you rather be on when it blew up? Alderaan or Hosnian Prime? <laughs> I mean, the options, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> what a way. To go I on. mean, probably Hosnian Prime, because it looked like they were having a good party when they went out. You know, before they realize, like they're all drinking and stuff, and you know, yeah, might, yeah, probably that. Hosnian Prime, yeah, I guess so. But Alderaan at the bomb in Revenge of the Sith, but yeah, Hosnian Prime, sure. I suppose. Yeah, okay, fair enough. So uh, it was nice knowing you, Luke, from the Hosnian system. That is, <laughs> that's the game. Thank you for playing along with a Star Wars Sessions game. If you guys out there want to join in, send us your ridiculous answers as well. Absolutely. Send in all of your communications to us. We love hearing from you. If you've got any games you want us to play, let us know as well. We're always up for that. But um, sadly, that is that for this episode of Star Wars Sessions. But the fun does not end there. No one's ever really gone, especially not us. Where can the world find us, Master Blywalker? 
Well, they can find us on Twitter at Star Wars Session with no S at the end. That's at Star Wars Session on Twitter. They can slide into our galactic DMs on Instagram at Star Wars Sessions. That's at Star Wars Sessions on Instagram. Or feel free to drop us a voice note or message to our email address at SWS at whatwatchtonight.co.uk. That's SWS at whatawatchtonight.co.uk And guess what, guys? We're also on Patreon as well now. Patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. Come visit us. Come see what we've got on offer. Come see our mugs. And, uh, yeah, we've got a lot of good stuff waiting for you. But in terms of what you're going to hear us, other than Patreon, of course, we're on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere in the galaxy you can find a podcast. We're there. And if you love our show, please just leave us a nice review on your podcast provider of choice. It means the world to us, and it just allows other listeners to, to listen to the session to become part of the squad. So uh, if you wouldn't mind, that would be great. But thank you for listening anyway. Yeah, and please tell all of your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats, tell your local Sam people, tell the bloke who works at the cinema, tell your Ewok, tell your cousin the more the merrier, the Kessel Spicier. Yes, this is the podcast you're looking for. So, with a heavy heart until next time, from me, it's Sia, and from Luke... May the force be with you and also our Patreon where we have lots of tears and uh, merch and t-shirts and stickers and everything you can imagine on Rogue One commentary (gasps) with you always. They are Essex-based podcast heroes. Tell that to Kanja Club. <laughs>